0: Grace, mercy and peace to you from God, our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Our sermon text is recorded in Luke chapter 11, verses 1 through 13. Now it came to pass, as he was praying in a certain place, when he ceased, that one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John also taught his disciples. And he said to them, Which of you shall have a friend and go to him at midnight and say to him, Friend, lend me three loaves, for a friend of mine has come to me on his journey, and I have nothing to set before him. And he will answer from within and say, Do not trouble me. The door is now shut, and my children are with me in bed. I cannot rise and give to you. I say to you, though he will not rise and give to him because he is a friend, yet because of his persistence he will rise and give him as many as he needs. So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, it will be opened. If a son asks for bread from any father among you, will he give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent instead of a fish? Or if he asks for an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Dear Fellow Redeemed, When it comes to prayer, we have a lot to learn. Maybe this statement surprises you. You may think, I know that all there is to know about prayer. After all, I've been praying since I was a child. What's there to learn? Isn't it simply talking to God? Yet all around us, the evidence is overwhelming that when it comes to prayer, we still have a lot to learn. We have a lot to learn about when to pray, when our country is under attack, when our troops are at war, when a loved one passes away when we're facing a serious illness, we remember to pray. But do we remember to pray for the safety of our children each day before they go to school for the day to day needs of our body and soul to thank God for his blessings he gives us each day? Yes, we have a lot to learn about what to pray for. We also have a lot to learn about how God answers our prayers. So often when our prayers aren't answered in the way we want them to be, or when we want them to be, we conclude that God hasn't heard our prayer or hasn't answered it. The disciples were a lot like us. When it came to prayer, they had a lot to learn. So one day they came to Jesus with the request, Lord, teach us to pray. In answer, Jesus gave them the Lord's prayer. Jesus taught his disciples and all of us exactly how to pray. He gave us the tools, the words to say and to use in our prayers. In the Lord's Prayer found in our text, Christ tells us what to pray for. Then he teaches us how to pray. Not only that, but he gives us motivation to pray, to keep on praying. He tells us why to pray. He gives us God's promises attached to prayer. God's first promise attached to prayer is ask and it will be given to you. The word ask here is never used of Christ's prayers to the Father. It is a word referring to a subordinate asking someone in authority over them. It is fitting then that it should be used for our prayers to God, for we are his children. In giving us the Lord's prayer, Jesus told us to address God as our Father, to ask him in all boldness and confidence as children ask their dear Father. Those of us who have children know what boldness children have when they ask for things, sometimes they even demand. As parents, our answer to our child's request will be based in part on what they ask us for. There are some things that we will definitely say no to under any circumstances, those things that are harmful to them. Sometimes we say they have to wait until later if they ask us for things that they are not old enough for, or if they ask us for dessert before they finish their meal. In the Lord's Prayer, Jesus tells us what things we should ask for from God in prayer. In the Lord's Prayer, Jesus puts spiritual concerns First and foremost, that God's name will be kept holy among us, that his kingdom would come among us and that his will would be done among us. Then Jesus lists physical needs, our daily bread, everything we need to keep this body and life. Lastly, Jesus teaches us to pray for forgiveness, rescue in time of temptation and deliverance from evil. When we ask for spiritual blessings, those things that are necessary for salvation, we may ask unconditionally or even demand. These are things for which God will answer a resounding yes. This is because Jesus has won us forgiveness, overcome all temptation in our place, and has delivered us from the evil one. When we pray for other gifts, such as physical health and healing, we pray, if it be your will, that God will answer us in his way, in his time, to carry out his purpose. Jesus teaches us a lesson about our father's answers to our prayers, using the love of parents for their children as an illustration. Which of you fathers, if your son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? Jesus speaks of common foods, bread, fish, and eggs, which parents give to their children to nourish their bodies. Jesus contrasts this with a useless stone, a harmful snake, and a deadly scorpion. A parent, that a parent would act as Jesus describes would be inhuman. No normal sane father would be capable of such cruelty. Jesus says then, if you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him. Jesus here calls us evil. Each of us, including parents, must confess that we are exceedingly evil. By nature, we are sinful and unclean. The Bible teaches us that we should abstain from sin, repent, trust God's promises, and rely completely on Christ. We need God's help. We need the helper he alone provides, the Holy Spirit. Jesus promises in our text that your heavenly Father will give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him. It is the work of the Holy Spirit to work repentance and faith in us through the word and sacraments. God, the best giver, is himself the best gift. To be given the Holy Spirit is to have all the blessings of salvation won for us by Christ, the forgiveness of sins, eternal life, justification, and sanctification. The Holy Spirit, as the sum of all good and perfect gifts, it is also the spirit of prayer and is himself bestowed upon us in answer to our prayer. God's second promise attached to prayer is seek and you will find, to seek, is more than to ask. To seek is to keep on searching. Many people in this world claim to be searching for God, yet God is not the one who is lost. We are the ones who are lost by nature, lost in the darkness of sin and unbelief. By nature, we did not want to find God, nor were we able to. God's Son, in his great love for us, came down on earth, to earth on a search and rescue mission. As Jesus tells us, the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. As a result of Jesus searching for us and finding us, we are exhorted by the prophet Isaiah to seek the Lord while he may be found, call upon him while he is near. Likewise, in Jeremiah, God promises us, And you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. Where do we find God's ears ready to hear us when we pray? In Christ, God is near us. In Christ, God's love for us is found. We seek God not only in prayer, but especially as we study his word. Jesus says, you search the scriptures, for in them you think you have eternal life, and these are they which testify of me. Our prayer is intimately tied to our searching the scriptures. Our prayers are based on God's promises in his word. When we pray, we speak back to God what he has told us in his word. According to God's word, what are we to seek from God? Jesus tells us in Matthew 6, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Jesus promises that when we seek his spiritual blessings, first of all, we value his gift of righteousness above all else, and he he will provide us with all other needs, such as food and clothing as well god's third promise attached to prayer in our text is knock and the door will be open to you here jesus admonition to prayer reaches a climax the asking must be followed by an earnest seeking and this eager seeking by persistent knocking at the door of god's heart but the man would not be turned away so easily. He kept on pounding on the door until his neighbor gave him what he needed. The friend in need at first called out to his friend's house, humbly asking for bread. Receiving no response, he diligently sought where the sleeper might be lying and repeated his request. Still obtaining no answer, began knocking at the door, until he aroused the sleeper and finally obtained his request. Jesus explains, I tell you, even though he will not get up and give you the bread because of friendship, yet because of your shameless audacity, he will surely get up and give you as much as you need. This shameless audacity is boldly persevering in prayer. Our prayer is to be characterized by shameless audacity, by an endurance which refuses to be discouraged by God's in apparent indifference. We have much to learn concerning prayer. We wonder whether we'll be heard. Sometimes we doubt whether God answered our prayer when we don't get what we ask for. We're tempted to give up on praying, but unlike the man in the story who did not want to be disturbed. God is waiting to bless us. We are promised in Psalm 121, He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. Luther comments, If even a man that loves his night rest more than his friend can be moved to yield, since he cannot sleep on account of the persistent pleading. How much more the true friend in heaven, who is all love toward his friends on earth. So much does God love prayer, that when we begin to pray, he hides in order that we may seek him, and locks the door that he may compel us to knock. He not only listens for our prayer, but waits to be sought and yearns that we may knock, so that at last he may open and give us all the abundance of his grace and gifts. When then we have knocked once or twice, he waits a little. Finally, when we have knocked too much, he opens and says, Now what do you want? Lord, that I may have this or that. Then he says, Why then have it? So we must arouse him. God will not hear us as a reward for our asking. God does not hear us because of our many words. He answers our prayers because he is our heavenly father. He longs to bless his children. He answers our prayers because our asking is evidence of our faith as his children whom he cannot but bless. Jesus tells us in John 10, I am the door and if anyone answers enters by me he will be saved this is very important for us to keep in mind as we pray we are to pray in Jesus name only through Jesus who is the door we do we have access to our father in heaven in Jesus name does not necessarily mean using that phrase every time we pray but it does mean trusting Jesus his love his atoning merit his all-sufficient righteousness in his name we may come to the father in prayer God has not only taught us to pray, but is also attached to his promises to pray, prayer. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. Let us take God at his word. In the words of the Catechism, he himself has taught us to pray and has promised to hear us. Amen, amen. That is, yes, yes, it shall be so. Let us pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, By your Son, you have promised to give us whatever we ask in his name. We beseech you, grant us the power of your Holy Spirit, that we may make known our request to you in faithful prayer and desire of you that which is well-pleasing to you and profitable to us, lifting up holy hands without wrath or doubting, and being firmly assured that you will hear our prayer through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God now and forever. Amen.